case of Lost in Translation. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today I've been thinking about another eponym and whether it is still relevant. I was recently thinking about Rob Singh's sign. It occurred to me that it was an eponym I'd not investigated, but also I realised that it was a sign I only document when it is positive. I never document a negative Rovsing, and I thought that was interesting. Rovsing's is a sign used in the diagnosis of appendicitis. It is considered positive if pressure applied to the left iliac fossa causes pain to be felt in the right iliac fossa, due to the localised peritonism of appendicitis being irritated by the abdominal contents being squished from the right. Niels Thorkild Rovsing was a Danish surgeon who lived between 1862 and 1927. He published 200 papers on abdominal surgery and was a founder of the Danish Surgical Society. Reading his obituary, linked in the show notes, from the BMJ in 1927, I was drawn to the line, Time may prove some of Rovsing's teachings to be mistaken but his method of presenting them will always be a model. So it was this line, and thinking about how I only document it as a positive, that made me wonder how useful the Rovsing sign actually is. And I found a paper from 2014 from the Journal of Surgical Education by Julian Presenz and Lena Hertler called Rovsing Sign Revisited. Effects of an Erroneous Translation on Medical Teaching and Research. They look to investigate if Rovsing's sign is accurately described in teaching literature, and they found that no study they found described the method of eliciting Rovsing's sign to be accurate to how it was originally described, and so they concluded that it must be being taught incorrectly in medical schools. Apparently, the correct description is an application of pressure using a flat hand to the descending colon and then moving the hand upwards towards the left flexure. Apparently, this had something to do with an anti-peristaltic movement of intestinal gas back towards the cecum, causing the pain. Or at least that's what Robsing described. So I found this interesting that a sign had evolved from the original description, but seemingly still bears the eponym. But reading this, I still wondered if this was a useful test, regardless of how we do it. A paper I would encourage you all to read, that's linked in the show notes, from the journal Academic Emergency Medicine, is called Diagnostic Accuracy of History, Physical Examination, Laboratory Tests and Point-of-Care Ultrasound for Paediatric Acute Appendicitis in the Emergency Department, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. It's open access and it's authored by Drs. Barnabas, Hannah and Sinnott. It's a lengthy paper, but in their conclusion they mention migration of pain to the right iliac fossa and cough or hop pain as both increasing the probability of appendicitis. 
And they go on to say that no single historical, physical or laboratory finding or the paediatric appendicitis score can confirm the diagnosis. They go on to talk about imaging and if you look at the paediatric appendicitis score or indeed the Alvarado score, these scores do not mention Rovsing's there as part of that scoring system. So my personal conclusion is that the way I use Rovsing's, albeit apparently done incorrectly from the way its inventor taught, is as an additional information to support a diagnosis of appendicitis rather than a way to exclude it. And I think that seems to be the way we should be approaching appendicitis altogether in urgent care. We should piece together the history and the examination, perhaps with some investigations and the use of either of the aforementioned scoring systems. And we need to remember that the absence of one of the classic features does not exclude the diagnosis. Ultimately, I think it is as much a feeling or a hunch based on experience as much as anything. No two cases will present the same, and so we must maintain that high index of suspicion. And if it is on your differential list, and you have any doubt, in urgent care, we should refer. The paper that I mentioned before also found that POCUS can diagnose appendicitis in a child, but a negative scan does not exclude it. So this eponym journey showed me that eponyms can be mistaught for generations, and in the case of Robsing's, it's useful tool to have in our bag, but it's not the one test to rule them all when it comes to appendicitis. And it reaffirms my approach to appendicitis, which is to be cautious, and if in any doubt, to ask a surgeon. Links to all the papers that I've mentioned are in the show notes, so do please have a read. And we'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then, but for now, thanks for listening.